Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Binance has announced some sports partnerships. The Associated Press has NFTs. And raise the roof, the market's green. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. I want to say first, thank you very much to everybody who is going to Spotify and giving us five-star ratings. I think it's just amazing. We started out with like three or four last week when I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that Spotify has ratings now. And just by asking you guys, we are now at 130, but we have thousands and thousands of listeners. So please go to Spotify, go to the upper left corner. You'll see this little place where you can put one to five stars, put five stars there. Help us get to a thousand ratings on this podcast. So everybody knows that this is the best damn way to start your day with crypto news. I have a couple of things to tell you today. First, I've had this link in the show notes for so long and I keep forgetting to tell you about it. It is stats.buybitcoinworldwide.com. Now, I just stumbled on this the other day and whoever made this site, congratulations, kudos, thumbs up. What a cool site of aggregating all kinds of data about the market. We're talking about RSIs. We're talking about mayor multiples. We're talking about stock to flows. We're talking about price predictions. We're talking about mining data. We're talking everything is in one spot. How cool. How cool is this? Stats.buybitcoinworldwide.com. Link is in the show notes. Other announcement today. The GM Podcast, a new podcast from Decrypt Media, where our editor-in-chief Dan Roberts and executive editor Jeff John Roberts talk to some of the biggest people in the crypto space. They just launched their intro episode, but their new episode is coming out next week. So their first official episode is coming out next week. I'm excited to listen to it. I hope you are too. Link is in the show notes to Spotify so you can subscribe and wait for that first episode to drop. I am looking forward to that episode. You know what else I'm looking forward to? Those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10:51 Eastern Standard Time. We got Bitcoin sitting at $41,702, up 2% in 24. Ethereum, $3,116, up 2.6%. Tether is in the number three spot. Binance Coin is at 451, up 6%. USDC is number five. Running off the top 10, we have Solana, ADA. XRP, Luna, and Polkadot. And I'm going to keep going. Avalanche, Doge, Matic, SHIB, BUSD, Link, Crow, Rap Bitcoin, UST, and Near Protocol. Total market cap, we're at 1.95 trillion, a BTC dominance of 40.4, and an F dominance of 19%. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is ThorChain. Ticker Rune, R-U-N-E. Price is $6.13, up 5.5% in 24. Market cap, we're at 2 
billion dollars. Fully diluted market cap is three billion dollars, means 66% is in circulation. Max supply is 500 million rune. The all-time high price for rune is $21.26, down 71% eight months ago. All-time low was like 0.007 cents. It's up 77,000% since then. You can buy it on Binance, FTX, KuCoin, and so much more. There are a lot of coins with this. By the way, it's ranked number 59 on CoinMarketCap. So what does Rune or ThorChain do? ThorChain is a decentralized liquidity protocol that allows users to easily exchange cryptocurrency assets across a range of networks without losing full custody of their assets in the process. With ThorChain, users can simply swap one asset for another in a permissionless setting without needing to rely on order books to source liquidity. Instead, market prices are maintained through a ratio of assets in a pool. It's an automated market maker. And that's Rune, number 59 on CoinMarketCap, ticker R-U-N-E. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Moving into today's headlines. Is Bitcoin correlated with the stock market, the S&P 500, NASDAQ? Gold? Well, historically, Bitcoin has maintained a relatively low correlation to traditional asset classes, including equity, indices, and commodities like gold. However, in the recent weeks, the leading cryptocurrency's correlation to two major indices, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, has been on the rise. We reported a little bit about this last week, but yesterday it reached its highest correlation since July of 2020 at 0.61% and 0.58 respectively. So the S&P 500 is at 0.61 and the NASDAQ is at 0.58. And this is according to a report from the digital assets market provider, Kaiko. So basically the coalition coefficient is between a negative one and a one. And so the closer it is to a negative one, the more of a negative correlation it is, meaning it's not correlated at all. So if it's a negative one, it has nothing to do with the stock market. If it's at a one, it is the stock market. (laughs) But this is at 0.61 and 0.58. So that means they're pretty correlated. So why is this? Well, the reason is, and one reason that's been floating around, and of course there's probably many reasons, but this is actually a pretty good one, is because when you have higher interest rates and you have a lot of liquidity that's being pumped into the markets and the Fed's printing money, you're going to be putting your money into riskier assets like Bitcoin. And the thing is, is you need to earn more money than the inflation rate. So for example, in normal times, and inflations are like, you know, 2%, 2.5%, which is everybody's calls, you know, very healthy, you know, whatever. You don't need to make uh, gobs and gobs of, of return on your investment. It's nice to, obviously, but, you know, you, you can manage with 4%. If you have a million dollars, 4% return, that's fine. That keeps you above inflation. You're not losing money. You're making money and you're good. But when you have inflation of, say, 6.8%, well, now you have to look at riskier assets, Bitcoin, different kind of stocks that you might not usually invest in because you need to have that return in order to not lose money in the long term. 
So people have been putting money into these riskier investments. Now when the Fed says, hey, we're going to have rate hikes, hey, we're going to move forward our plans uh, for those rate, rate hikes, we're going to try to get inflation under control and bring that down, people are looking at, oh, do I really want to be in these risky assets? And so they're moving things from like, say, Bitcoin and other stocks that might be a little bit riskier into safer assets because they don't want to deal with the volatility. And so this is what I've been hearing a lot. Now, obviously, this is just the surface of all of this, and I'm summarizing it off the cuff. So if anybody wants to write me and gets more detailed, we can. We can talk about it in more detail. But if you listen to things like the Almond Podcast, Chama Payapitiya, he talks about this quite a bit. And he's been talking about this quite a bit over the past couple of months about how people are going to divest in riskier assets and put into something safer until they figure out how the market's going to go. And you heard other people like Ray Dalio. You heard other people like in uh, traditional finance uh, just talking about this. And so like, that's pretty much the sentiment across the market right now. Again, this is a nutshell. Please don't add me and say there's so much more detail. I know there is. But basically, the riskier assets are kind of in flux right now because of the uncertainty with the Fed, the market, the interest rates, and the inflation rates. Overall, though, and obviously this is an investment advice, I'm still pretty bullish on 2022. So bear with me while I set up this next story. So over the weekend, my friend and I were talking about the exchange competition that is in the United States. The exchanges, for example, FTX, Coinbase, crypto.com and so on and so forth you all know because we've been talking about on the show for quite some time is these partnerships with sports teams right so as we know ftx renamed the miami heat arena the ftx arena you know they have the mlb's umpires uh, wearing the ftx badge on all of their uniforms they have a partnership with the wizards they have a partnership with the capitals uh, coinbase has, is a partner with the nba as we know crypto.com renamed the staples centers as crypto.com arena so there's this huge competition and we're like why isn't Binance or Binance.us at the very least competing with everybody? Why aren't you trying to get this market share? Why are they pulling all the money in there? As we know from yesterday's show, you know, CZ has $96 billion. I mean, they could afford some stuff. They literally can buy whatever the hell they want. So why aren't they competing? And so we're discussing the theory of them not competing on the same level as them or why they should do it or they shouldn't do it. And actually, I think that Binance might have made the best move here as Binance has announced a partnership with the Confederation of African Football or the CEAF as the official sponsor for the Total Energies African Cup of Nations, the biggest African soccer tournament in the world. IHA, Binance's CMO, said, with a population of 1.2 billion Africans and the prevalence of blockchain technology and its use cases, we believe the African continent would lead the future of the blockchain industry, end quote. And this is an interesting move. And the reason I say that I think they just won the game with this, and obviously we have to see in the future, and we're not talking about the current markets, is because if you came into the U.S. market and tried to compete head-to-head with Coinbase, FTX, crypto.com you're only in a competition and you don't know if you're going to win it you literally don't know if you're going to win it especially since coinbase is obviously very trusted here there's already been a bunch of money poured into the u.s market and another challenge here in the u.s is that you have to work with the existing financial systems and look not to short africa or any country in africa in any way but the African financial systems and rails are not as robust or as developed as America or the EU or the UK. And so if you want to get on the ground floor of building the new rails, building the financial system that is going to be the 21st century, being part of that infrastructure, empowering people to be either their own bank or part of Web3 or be incorporated with the banking system, why not just plant the seed in Africa and watch that thing grow over the next 10 to 20 years? I think that 
they made the best and smartest move to start just going into Africa and understanding that this is going to be the long game. I think Binance really made a good move here by planting the seeds. The Associated Press is planned to launch its NFT marketplace on Polygon to support journalism. This is set to launch on January 31st. The marketplace will feature an array of photos, including some that won Pulitzer Prizes, as well as digitally enhanced depictions of photographers' work. The AP's initial drops will be spread over a series of weeks starting on January 31st with images focused on topics such as war, climate, and space. Each NFT will feature detailed metadata or stored information about the shot in question. According to the release, the metadata will feature information about the date, the time, the location of each photo, along with the equipment and camera settings used to capture the image. And I think this is really cool. The thing that I really want to know that the article did not say is what about the IP or the trademarks or the copyrights? I don't even know. Is it just intellectual property or is it actually a copyright or a trademark? And somebody in trademark law has to let me know which the, what's the difference and when it, which one applies to uh, photographers' pictures that are now going to be turned into NFTs. But that's always been a question. When you own an NFT, if you cannot take your NFT, your purchase, and actually use it in a way that either you can put it into your art or you can monetize it, then I always wonder what the point is. But this is really cool. I kind of want to know the IP. And the article did not cover that. But the Associated Press is now going to be selling NFTs. And from 175 years of pictures, there's going to be some amazing, classic, and great shots that are going to be sold. Gary Ginzer was on CNBC, and he was asked whether Ethereum, the second biggest cryptocurrency, as we all know, by market cap, was a security. He said if something or someone is raising money from the public, it could potentially meet that definition. However, he continued to say, we don't get involved in these types of public forums talking about any one project, one possible circumstance, or give legal advice over the airways in that way. He continued to say, if you're raising money from the public, and the public is in anticipation of profit based upon that promoter, sponsor, or that group's efforts, that's within the security laws. And what he's talking about here is the Howey test. And the Howey test was developed to understand what is a security. And there's four criteria. The first is the existence of an investment contract, meaning are people from the public putting money into this? The formation of a common enterprise. The promise of profits from the issuer, pretty obvious, and the use of a third party to promote the offering. So, is there somebody raising money for a certain project, offering you returns on your investment, and then going out there to promote to try to make sure that there are gains to be had, then you probably are a security. But Gary Gensler, he decided not to comment on Ethereum. But I think that there's going to be a comment coming. Maybe not soon, but there will be. And finally, I think this is huge news. Zynga, you know, the company that's made its name on casual uh, games like Farmville, Words with Friends. The company has been recently pivoted toward the future of blockchain-driven NFT games, by the way. So today, the firm announced that it will be acquired by a gaming giant, Take-Two Interactive, in a deal valued at $12.7 billion. Who is Take-Two Interactive? Well, it's the parent company of things like Rockstar Games, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and 2K games, you know, like NBA 2K. So they're expected to close this deal, which is a cash and stock deal, to close by June 30th. Well, Take-Two Interactive CEO said that the acquisition of Zynga will allow them to combine the company to tackle new Web3 opportunities. And he added that, that this combination will allow us to address them much more effectively than either company can do on its own. Which basically reads to me as, Take-Two Interactive said, 
$12.7 billion is an okay money to spend to make sure that we are leading the gaming industry when it comes to Web3. And that is a hell of an investment. And it just shows you what everybody's thinking about the emergence of Web3 and how much money and how much risk they're going to put into making sure that they come out involved in it in a big way. So this is why I think that this is a huge story. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget, Decrypt is going to have a new podcast. It's called GM with Dan Roberts and Jeff John Roberts. Spotify link is in the show notes. Make sure you follow them for the next episode, their newest episode, their first episode to come out next week. And while you're on Spotify, that top left corner of the Decrypt Daily, make sure you're leaving us ratings. Leave us five stars. Make sure that everybody knows that when they need crypto news, There's only one spot to be, and that's the Decrypt Daily with me, Matthew Diemer. I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, happy hodling, everyone.